it is pretty sucky out there right now. But you know what? It may even get a little bit worse, but it will get better. There's no doubt about it. That's the ebb and flow of uh, life, the universe, and uh, everything, which uh, is a good book in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series, uh, co- coincidentally. But, um, <laughs> but seriously, it will get better. This is Hospitality One to One Conversations on the Industry. Here's your host, Chris Bettis. Welcome to the Hospitality One-to-One Podcast, Conversations on the Industry. Today we will hear from Glenn Hausman, host of the popular No Vacancy Podcast. Glenn is a business owner and formerly was editor-in-chief of the Hotel Interactive Network. Before we speak with Glenn, though, a brief story about a conversation I had this past week with a boutique hotel general manager in the southern United States. She and I had a wide-ranging conversation about a number of topics, including career growth and an honest assessment of what it looks like to be willing to relocate, which, given her international experience, is particularly useful. Of course, we're going to talk more about that later. For today, I wanted to focus on what she had to say about the personal impacts COVID-19 crisis had on her. She recently had to close her hotel, a property that she helped open. Now, there may be an assumption in some cases that the hotel would close due to dwindling revenue and reservations. However, surprisingly, that was not the driving factor in her hotel. She said that they were getting a number of reservations from people coming from the COVID-19 hotspots, and this was very concerning for the staff and their safety. So rather than for the lack of profit, she put her team first and closed for their safety. Truly a selfless gesture in an unprecedented time. Our guest today, Glenn Hausman, speaks more about the staggering impacts that COVID-19 is having on the hospitality industry, and he looks ahead to what the landscape may look like on the other side. So joining us today is Glenn Hausman, host of the No Vacancy podcast. He's an expert in all things hotel. Glenn, you know, there's been so much that we that people have talked about with the coronavirus, the, the doom and gloom impacts and what's happening now, what's being closed, the, the downsizing, what have you. I kind of want to look past that because we know there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. There's going to be an other side to this. And so I wanted to kind of focus yep. if you could say a little bit on what, what hoteliers can do now to position themselves for the other side of this crisis, if you will. Well, uh, uh, Chris, uh, thank you for having me here. And I do want to say it is so critical to stay positive. And I'm going to talk to you guys today about some of these, these things that we're experiencing out there. But I'm also coming from a place where you are as well. Uh, like um, two, three weeks ago, I was uh, um, living the life and uh, my business was the most successful it had ever been and promising to be 
incredibly successful this year. I've lost almost uh, everything in the last couple of weeks. So I'm here with you. I understand what's going on and understand that I'm trying to stay positive as well because, Chris, there is a light at the end of this tunnel and it's not going to be forever, right? And I think that um, if we just stay focused on the issues that you want to talk about today, it's going to be about positioning us for the after. Right now, it's pretty damn scary because we don't know what to expect, but there will be an after and it's probably a good time to put some positive energy into thinking about that time, right? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, let's talk about this because there's there's some buzzwords here. You know, for example, the social distancing, quarantining. I know some states are calling it sheltering in place. Take what you will. All right. The impacts that it's having are wide ranging and affecting virtually every industry. Some, in the case of the hotel industry, harder than others. But as things get back to normal. Let's look at as we begin to have, if you will, more about the the hotels as the, the quarantines are lifted and as things start to progress from a civil standpoint more normally, what are the biggest long-term impacts in the hotel industry you feel are going to happen? What are the residuals? Uh, well, I think uh, I, I, I do want to address some of the short-term things that I think are out there, and I want to encourage hoteliers to think about when things start to return and people are taking those first tentative steps out to really think about who's going to be able to drive to their hotels. Maybe focus on that audience for a, a, a little while, right? Until that group business comes up back as well. Although a lot of events were postponed, so if this is handled appropriately, those events will possibly um, rebook at a, at a later date, which might be helpful as well. So that's a silver lining uh, domestically. I think um, internationally, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be slow for a little while for everybody. I think everyone's going to have to put their training wheels back on and start to feel more comfortable, Chris. But I do also believe in uh, the human spirit and our human uh, our human frailties like uh, forgetting stuff pretty damn quick. So <laughs> I have a feeling if it's anything like after what we experienced at uh, 9-11, which was also a time where a lot of us were paralyzed with uh, fear, insecurity, and uncertainty, um, we got back from that. We made it back from uh, the Great Depression in the 1920s. We made it through World War II. Why on the earth would we not make it through this and continue to want to see the world? So, I mean, obviously looking at that, what do you feel will be long-term? I mean, what are the, I guess, uh, side effects, if you will, for the industry? No, short-term, it's one thing. Um, do you feel, I guess probably the better question would be, how long do you feel the industry will take to, begin to rebound in your opinion from once the time right period and i yes I, I appreciate you saying from leaders. once that time period ends because we're in a period of uncertainty right now we really don't know and some of that chris might have to do with when that deadline is right is it gonna mess up fall conference season right that might be uh, an issue so it's really hard to have super clarity so i'll have to speak in more generalized kind of terms about what I think is going to happen. I think that there's going to be that period where people don't really know what to do, where people have been spooked by this sort of a thing, and it'll it'll take a little time to get that engine started again. But um, once that gets moving and more people, um, more people move in that direction, and it's kind of like, how about this? Let's equate it to the toilet paper, right? Um, everyone started, you know, at first a few people were grabbing that, that dang toilet paper and then, um, people saw the people taking the toilet paper. So they're like, Oh, what's going on with that toilet paper? Maybe I should, maybe I should get myself some. Right. And now you can't get any freaking toilet paper anywhere because everyone's gone insane grabbing that toilet paper. So that 
to me, is human nature. And once people start returning to travel, I think people will start returning to travel. So I'm very confident and bullish on where we're going to be in the future, even if what I just said to all of you out there does not even seem fathomable at this very moment. You know, that's a positive thought to say it will get better, just no time when, if you will. I mean, I guess my other question for you would be, you know, you've got some international experience more than others. Mm -hmm. You've been jetting across the country, of course. So you have a good feel for not only the hotels here in the States, but also internationally. So, I mean, I guess when you look at the impacts, do you feel it'll be different for the U.S. than they are for Europe, China? Yes, um, I do. I think... um I, I think, and um, you know, guys, don't flame me if I'm wrong about this, but I do think that U.S. hoteliers are going to be in a better position than a lot of European hoteliers because I think there's a lot more mom and pop hotel owners in Europe. There's a lot more non-branded hotels, and I think that's really where the big danger zone is. I'm not so much worried about um, uh, the folks uh, from the major management companies or a lot of those uh, great entrepreneurs that are uh, out there that have uh, – two, three, four, five hotels. I'm concerned about the ones that have made their income on just one single property for that last generation or something like that. They have been um, notably the ones that aren't necessarily as able to adapt to market changes as quickly as other hotels are. And we already know the hotel industry is not so great at adapting to begin with. So that puts them either farther behind the curve. And I'm not necessarily sure that they have the, uh, the tools or the uh, systems in place to come out of this as effectively as some of their competition might come out of this. Fair point. So obviously, the the more corporate support you have, the more rapidly you are possibly. But then again, it depends on how much you're going to use that support. One of the things that really frustrates me, Chris, that I see year after year when I go to these industry conferences, the brands talking about these great programs that they put out there that um, that property level people should be utilizing. And I just know 20 percent aren't even going to think about it. Right. 20 percent are going to love it. The middle part will probably use it somewhat, but a whole group of people won't even bother using it. So there's there's also that whole subset of people that have all those tools available to them, but don't utilize those tools to their fullest capabilities. That you, you kind of talked about the property level. Let's let's stay yeah. at property level if we can for a second. So right now we know that there's a lot that's out of our control. We talked about it. Don't have the crystal ball. We don't know what the future is going to hold. And as we have the increased uncertainty, what can hoteliers do now? today to help prepare themselves for the other side even without knowing what the future looks like what proactive steps can they be yeah a figure right figure out what those business drivers are going to actually be in your neighborhood what are you able to get any fema people are you able to get any shifting medical personnel are you able to get anyone that's uh, a critical part of that supply chain out there that's going to be more important than ever in the next couple of months. And those uh, men and women who are, who are getting things around the country are going to need places to sleep. So think about those different types of uh, revenue drivers as well. And then when things start to come back, think about maybe um, those little small uh, events that could happen. You know, the family that might be able to come for the, uh, the, the weekend that's driving to you and what you could do for them to make them feel uh, safe and secure and comfortable and forget the troubles that they've been having. I think that's really the... The place to, to start, Chris, maybe, you know, 
get that list out of um, all of your loyal customers that come from that 100 or 150 mile uh, radius around you and start marketing to them on the other side of this. But are you keeping great contact with all your customers all the time? Um, are Do you have real, genuine relationships with them? Now's the time, I think, Chris, for hoteliers to take a good, deep look at that at themselves and whether or not that is the answer that they could say, yes, I do have a great relationship with them. Because if you don't, you could wind up being in a, in a position where you're not going to be uh, remembered or considered. That's a great point. I mean, I use this time now to further nurture those mm -hmm. relationships, thinking of the long term. Now, I mean, we also have to think about the obvious, which is you hear on the news about, you know, Marriott doing layoffs, Hilton talking about shuttering a number of their hotels. Uh, you go to any most any hotel right now, you'll notice that their meetings are non-existent. Uh, yeah, I, I know there's a hotel near the office we that we work at. Uh, they actually had a fraction of the number of, uh, of reservations they normally would have, and that directly impacts the staffing. And so, unfortunately, as a direct result, of course, we're talking about furloughs, layoffs, however you want to call it at that point. So what advice do you have for hotel employees who unfortunately have experienced that further or layoff? I mean, how can they use this time best and what can they do to best position themselves for the eventual return into the Yeah, house? I mean, I, I suppose part of the answer depends on the nature of this temporary separation, right? Um, you know, maybe some properties are covering health insurance. Maybe some are covering full salary. I mean, a lot of the major Las Vegas ca casinos are going to be doing that, for example. So the situation's a little bit different for different people. I mean, some people may just have to go and try to get some other work um, to try to make ends meet right. if there is any work out there. And can you even leave your house? I don't know. Um, so it's a, a little bit tricky. Think about, think about trying to be, uh, what you really truly wanted to be. Um, somebody was saying now's the time to, um, learn how to paint. Now's the time to learn how to do that thing of artistic merit that you wanted to do, whatever it is, um, to try to find a way to make you a better human being, a more complete individual. If you've got this downtime, Maybe it's a great time to try to connect with your uh, with your family a little bit more. I know I'm going to try hard on that, to, and it'll help distract me from the fact that my income's gone, right? And um, and I'm also thinking clearly what is my path through this to the other side. For me, it's clear. I know exactly what I have to do to get out to the other end of this to better position myself. But do you people out there know what you're going to do? Really take a wholesale look at your entire life and think about what it is you want to be and who you are. If you don't do it now, you're missing out on the opportunity of a lifetime. Excellent advice. It's taking that control over a situation that otherwise you don't have control over uh, trying to do the best you can and right. taking it one day right. at a time. I, I guess the last question before I let you go in again, thank you so much for your time, Glenn. Um, so we talk about the doom and gloom. I mean, there's enough. Doom and gloom? Is there so, something bad going on out there that we need to know about? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know. I, I, I know. Is there something going on? I don't on know. I'm on, I'm on vacation like for the next month, it seems. So I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, it, so... so uh, so people don't, you know, go over and, and, you know, think that it's completely the end of the world and start, you know, building tinfoil hats and preparing for the end to help them out, if you will, what positives can we look at? I mean, is there any positive we can sit back and hang our head on 
Um, moving uh, forward, well, in your first of all, I'm, I'm really bothered by people say tinfoil hats when I don't think they've made tinfoil since the 1950s. It's aluminum foil. And we really need to fix that in our society because it's just wrong, Chris. It's just wrong. We can't mix up metals. Well, I'm not very... Yeah, I'm not very environmentally friendly <laughs> that way. I prefer, you know, aluminum. All right. So some words of positivity. Look, everybody, it is pretty sucky out there right now. But you know what? It may even get a little bit worse, but it will get better. There's no doubt about it. That's the ebb and flow of uh, life, the universe, and uh, everything, which uh, is a good book in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series, uh, co coincidentally. But um. <laughs> but seriously, it will get better. And like I said before, you got to figure out what your pathway is going to be. And now is the universe telling us we need to stop. We need to reevaluate everything and understand again what is important and what our goals are and how we can figure out how to be the best human beings we can possibly be. The next few months are going to be a period of, uh, of trying times possibly, but they're also going to be a period of learning to love one, each other, one, each, one another a little bit more, learning how to be together um, with one another uh, anymore. I remember, Chris, I was flying on 9-11 and by, I, was, I got grounded in Chicago. And it took me days to get back to uh, New York. But, but I did when I finally got there, and I lived in the city at the time. And that six months afterwards, there was this spirit of love and togetherness that was absolutely incredible and moving and something that you could feel within you. People were connected in a way I hadn't felt in my entire life. And that, that went away. Um, now, it'll be back. And I think this is our golden opportunity as a society to move to a much better place where we could all learn how to take care of each other. And maybe that's the lesson we're going to get out of this. Maybe things will get a, a lot better economically as soon as we get out of this and we'll all be in a better place from when we started. But I think we all know the toughest things that we go through in life, they usually um, wind up making us uh, better people and adding a lot more to that texture of our character. So that's the way I'm trying to look at it. Couldn't have said it better myself, Glenn. Thank you so much, Glenn. If people want to get a hold of you, want to reach you, how do they uh, yeah, get a hold of you? Uh, just follow me, please, everybody. Try to follow me on uh, LinkedIn. Since this started, I don't know when you're going to be putting this up, Chris, but since this uh, started, we're trying to do these uh, daily live LinkedIn events. Um, so I'm really trying to talk to the top people in the uh, the hospitality industry to help give all of you folks tools that you're going to need. So we're speaking to like uh, association level uh, CEOs. I'm speaking to uh, CEOs from the management companies. I'm trying to get some hotel company people on. I'm speaking to all of the people that you need to hear from to give you that pathway to success for your businesses and or your careers. So find me, Glenn Hausman, on LinkedIn. Go to novacancynews.com. That's my website. Download our No Vacancy podcast on iTunes. And, of course, get our Checking In with Anthony and Glenn podcast, which I do with Hotel Impossibles. Anthony Melchiori, also available on, on iTunes. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for listening to the Hospitality One-to-One -one podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for more stories and conversations with the best in the hospitality industry.